Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Lawson, baby. Oh, boy. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And before we get to this episode, <laughs> before we get to this episode, we got some news and notes. All right. Remember the sound effect? I can't. What is it? I don't. It's it was a sque- high-pitched, squeaky fart noise that you did. Like the <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember that note. But. Okay. <laughs> um, now, last time I talked about how the, the ratings issues over on the shows, the CW, and mm-hmm. people thinking going on about that, uh, including Legends ratings aren't that hot, but they're still a beloved show. And proof positive, they announced that this year there's going to be an animated Christmas special, one hour huh. animated Christmas special, Bebo Saves Christmas. Ha, huh. goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. That's fun. With uh, Chris Kattan voices an elf who wants to get rid of Santa. Hmm. And Bebo and his buddies come to save the day for Christmas. Uh, narrated by Victor Garber. He's coming back. Ah, uh, that's a nice touch. Yeah, he's going to be the narrator. So uh, she's got, uh, he's hard up for cash, I guess. <laughs> he's <an> like, asshole. <laughs> I thought it was sweet, but. Yeah, and, no, then, no, no. and then in another. Uh, again, I mentioned last week that the way they bounce around the scheduling of these shows is such a problem. Mm-hmm. And they announced that next season, it's not going to be on Sunday nights anymore. It's going to be on a different night. I'm like every year, they just move the shit around. It, no wonder people have a hard time following it. Ugh. Right. Yeah. But, no, I mean, like, I mean, like for me, like this is this season feels long for me, but it's because I think I like, because uh, this is episode 17, technically, if you're counting all the crossover ones. All the crossovers, yeah. But but that, and we're going to be 21. Like, I think 16 is a sweet spot for these guys. Uh, and I know that's just, it's longer because of the, uh, because as I said, because of the crossover. But um, I want to, I want to start uh, getting through these. Um, but I mean, like uh, the, we'll talk about today's and it's just like, it feels like, I th- I, th- I think I mean that that was a fun thing that we did. I uh, no regrets <laughs> when we when we we did like every week we had new uh, 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 guest hosts, but I think those were meant to be smirched in together. I know you said there was a break in between the the two, but I think those were kind of meant to be binged a bit more, just in terms of the way we're doing this. Because like I said, these guys feel like uh, it's starting to, or this show feels like it should be a, a tight 16 episodes per season. You know what I mean? And yeah. And the, yeah. And the, the actual seasons minus the crossovers are, I know. And I know. they also have certain episodes that I, I don't mention it. Certain episodes are the winter break episodes. So yeah. that's why it's a cliffhanger. And, right. uh, and I'm not, we're not taking any of that into account either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I, they do. I just say like in my, for, for for what we're doing here i like if we get if like i like you know, i know you're saying for season four there's no crossovers right they're not in the cross we're gonna get a nice little like tight little package there and season five crisis on infinite earth part five is basically the first episode of that season of legends the cr- okay. crisis does not interrupt the season it oh. starts the season ah interesting that's cool <laughs> so this will be really long, but the season will go right through. But let's get to this episode because I'm just going to put it out there. Everyone knows this is like my third, fourth rewatch of this series. Mm-hmm. And it feels like every time I go, oh, the Elvis one, 
Mm-hmm. I remember it sucking, but let's see. Sure enough, I think it might be the worst episode of Legends really? tomorrow. That's wild, man. Ever. Are you ready? Are you ready for let's ready. sitting down? Are you sitting yeah. down? Yeah. This is among my favorites of the of the series. <laughs> Up to date, man. Really? It is a hoot. It is pure. It is the most camp pure, uh, like accepting of their position as camp and it suits them well. They wear mm-hmm. it well. It hits little cute little notes that got me throughout. Um, it, it's flawed, of course. We'll get to the flaws, but I had a great time with this. I episode. love it. I thought for sure. I thought for sure you were going to hate this one, which Wild. I still do. And not to say there isn't a few things I like in it. Mm-hmm. There definitely are. And there is one thing I, that is um, one subplot. That's one of my favorite things they've ever done on the show. Okay. But there's so much of this that is just mm-hmm. cringe to me, but let's get started. We don't have the Netflix synopsis. What do we have, Travis? On that, on that from the Blu-ray set to, for this is episode well, 17, or I don't know what it is, or 17 of this season, if you count those other ones we were talking about. Amazing Grace, the legend saved music in 1950s Memphis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there are unaired scene, which, I'd, which I wish I'd watch. I just watched that. this literally... Uh, uh, probably about an hour and a half ago or okay. two hours ago. I just taught a class and here we are. So it's fresh with me, man. What's the extra scene? You know, I, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched okay. it yet. All right, let's get started. We're in Memphis, 1970. It's a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And this young man comes in and he's looking to get a guitar, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman behind the, behind the counter He's all, you know, doing the, doing the, you know, the hard sell, the whole like, you know, when a boy gets his guitar, it's like right. the first right. time he finds a woman, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I'll take that one. And there's a guitar up there. It's got a, appears to be like an, an opal in the neck, some sort of gem. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he says, oh no, son, you don't, you don't want that one. So like, then why is it on the fucking wall? I you love it. I don't. don't I'm totally it. thinking that too. But that's like your total typical, like it's the start of the monkey pod saga, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> this felt right away from the from the beginning. Here, this feels like an old ghost story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it's Robert Johnson's guitar. Mm-hmm. So interesting touch. Haunted. Interesting. Well, uh, why has has Damien who put the who put the opal? The Damien Dark put that opal on that guitar? No. No, the darks have nothing to do with this. This who is, put that thing on the guitar? We don't fucking know. The the do we ass- ever know? No, we don't. The hmm. assumption that I've read, I did a little reading. The assumption is that this um, totem, it's one of the totems, yeah, came over on a slave ship hmm. and then found its way onto this guitar over the hmm. course of time. So is that just like fans kind of? doing oh, it yeah. there, there, there's no it's, real evidence to point that out. i mean that's oh, a nice, none, none at all it's a nice theory <laughs> but none at all. if there's nothing to back it up but i, I get i can get why someone would say that especially if they're saying it came from robert johnson that, that that's what's called head cannon right for uh, sure for sure <laughs> well I, it's how it's how i watch lots of things that don't make sense huh. i turn on my head cannon right right like, I couldn't do it for this one, buddy. I was yeah. like, wow. See, so, to me, this is just like, this is as comic book as it gets. 
Like, and, yes. and every time you're saying, because this is comic, like I said, I love it because it's out of the comics, right? right? This to me is out of the comics. This whole episode was out of more than, probably more than any other episode we've watched. Like, I feel it was like from like an EC comic, but mixed in hmm. with, uh, uh, with this, with this historical fiction in a, in a way that kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that? Like, like Abe Lincoln taking on zombies kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Count me in. I'd like, that sounds fun. And it was to me, dude, I just kept waiting for like, what am I supposed to not be liking about this? You know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if, if the tone is something that you enjoyed, then you are going to be loving where the show goes from here. Because I did see they're doing the more comic tone here. That's what I like mm -hmm. about the show. So as the young man picks up the guitar, he starts strumming it and all the lights start shining everywhere and the shopkeeper's going nuts. You know who's the only person who doesn't notice all the lights going crazy? The young man playing the fucking guitar, guitar for some reason. He's in the zone, baby. He's in the zone. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. And as he leaves, creative. Yeah. He, he, he's one of those creatives we hear about. You know, That's they're right. just focused on their their art. That's right. So <laughs> and you should like the exposure, son. That's what you should. You should be working for the exposure. That's what we. That's what you need in life. <laughs> so as he's leaving. Shopkeeper asks him his name. He's like Elvis, Elvis Presley, sir. I wish he would have thrown in an Aaron too. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis, Aaron Presley. And as with we one know, one A, with one A, one A, one A, but calls a lot of consternation on my yep. gravestone. Make sure, National make sure you get that right on my gravestone. <laughs> so then we go to the thing. Yeah. So. So let's do this, man. Let's do it, baby. We're meeting Elvis Presley, so it's time for How Many Capones? Mr. Capone, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I canceled tickets to the opera because I heard there was new players in town. Now, this is the our favorite fun game when we meet a real historical character. We judge the performance of the actor involved based on a scale of one to ten Capones. Mm -hmm. Ten being the worst and one being the best. Mm -hmm. Now, before we give our scores, mm -hmm. I had to look up the actor. His mm -hmm. name is, I believe it's pronounced Luke Biljic. Mm -hmm. And a busy guy? Um, well, apparently, I've seen this guy in a ton of shit because he was on Degrassi, and I awesome. did not remember him. Yeah, he you know, <laughs> came off as a guy who, who's a, a pro, man, I thought. Like, this guy's a, he's a, he seemed like someone who, who felt comfortable uh on in a in a bigger media role and we haven't seen that with a lot of these uh uh these guys you know what i mean the grassy kids you mean uh, or, no, with, or these uh, actors? with the, the capones, oh, the capones. <laughs> with the, with okay the, the, capones. the various historical uh, fiction some of them are just like what are you doing where where did you come from man where I, they fell off the turnip truck <laughs> i want them to start using more degrassi actors on these shows only them. degrassi kids yeah, only degrassi people because this young man he played um drew on degrassi and mm -hmm. that was degrassi the next generation that's the one that i got hooked on mm -hmm. and they stuck with those kids even after they started going to college and they right. started having these new kids for the high school and then they started over from there and he was one of them and that's when i kind of lost interest in the show but uh he was on that for a long long time but he does also that's not him singing oh yeah i know but I, Elvis I, is singing. 
Yeah, it's pretty obvious. But that happens all the time. Oh, of course. But you know who it was? Who? The one, the only, the legendary voice actor, Jess Harnell, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Wacko from Animaniacs. Huh, that's funny. There you go. That's the funny. last thing I expected to see when I looked up who did the singing yeah. was that it was Wacko. <laughs> that's good. That's so, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, that voice was pretty great. I'm going to give him... I'm going by the performance, not the dialogue. Yeah, well, it's not even the dialogue. Like, like I think he's what he has working against him is he looks nothing like Elvis Presley, At which all. is a shame. Like, it's just a shame. But you know what? Joaquin Phoenix didn't look very much like Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash at all either. No, he didn't. So um, I, I, I'm willing to overlook that. Where are you going with this one, pal? What do you think? Well, here. Well, uh, this was in goofs slash trivia we'll get to that because people can't seem to tell the difference between what's goof and what's trivia mm-hmm. apparently at this age elvis would have been blonde just saying that uh blonde hair at this time it's guns uniforms and elvis buddy that's people are all about in the imdb um i'm going with six capones really yeah See, i'm at like two and a half man oh okay i thought, I thought he was uh, great among the best parts of this show uh i think he's like I said, he felt like somebody who knew what he was doing. I think I think we have an idea in our head of like a caricature where he probably should be, oh man, I mean, what am I going to do? Bang, 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 boom, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he never he never fell into that at all. He wouldn't have been but he, did, but he didn't, but he, yeah, I know, and which is good, which shows you that this, this kid was on top of that. But I think he could have gone further with the accent at the accent yes but aside from that this guy i think he's a really good actor man i'm not it doesn't surprise me to know that he's had media roles uh when you said when you mentioned that young canadian actors doing memphis accents has got to be tough yeah (laughs) i would imagine yeah oh i'm sure I mean, like, I can come to, we all do, we all do, all sorts of accents, you know, I can do, I can do a letter if you need me to, I can do it. <laughs> Where's he from originally? Who, Leno? Leno. I don't even know off the top of my head. Anyways. Yeah, I can do it. I can do a bit of an Elvis. Uh, well, let me tell you, let me tell you something, ma'am. He had a very high pitched voice too. Mm-hmm. That, that took me back a little bit, but let's get started. We're on the wave rider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Zari is uh, showing Wally around and she shows him Ray's chore wheel and the, the kitchen's all dirty. And as she's, she's explaining it, Wally cleans the kitchen in a kid flash. I love it. I and love she's it. annoyed with him for some I know. reason. I, I don't know. No, I get it. I, well, she probably, she, that, she made that chore wheel, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't oh, think no, Ray heard. made it. Ray oh, made is it. Is that what they said? Well, anyway, she's a big fan of that chore wheel. And she says it's, like, it's helped to create order, right? It's give her like a, probably given her like some sense of purpose when they're not good. They got not much going on, right? She's still, you know, there's still, still remnants of that, uh, of the Groundhog Day episode. Oh, by the way, I, we, we watched um, uh, cause, uh, cause and Effect. Fun. It's fun. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. I liked it. Anyways, <laughs> so they're roommates and he's already gone ahead and beaten her high score on Pac-Man. And it's about because you got to go for the ghosts. So I love it. I love that because that comes back later. I know. That's so good, man. Really? And I love it that he's so good at it. Like, like that would fucking piss me off. I love that she's playing Miss Pac-Man. That's badass. Dude, mm-hmm. dude I'm like, I'm so into that. I'm so she, into like these yeah. little, uh, little, uh, like I loved their subplot for the most part. There, there's one thing that's a little really big, but it's nothing to do with them. It's more to do with uh, the way they're advancing the bigger plot. 
So she goes, you better not have fucked with my guitar hero, but uh-uh. Now it's trombone hero. Trombone hero. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. At least I, they I put, thought that was I funny. think I feel like they could have put Satchmo on the cover or something. You know, <laughs> well, instead of just like that looked like a cheesy, something you get in a, uh, uh, you know, a, a karaoke c- CD section. Trombone. <laughs> it's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I've DJed enough parties to know. Wait, what wait, no, uh, apologies. Uh, like I know you're all uh, Louis Armstrong played the trumpet. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Like whoever I who uh, uh, Glenn Campbell, like big band. Glenn Miller. Like, Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Pardon me, Glenn Campbell. Very different music. Glenn Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Glenn right, Ga- <laughs> I'm a rhinestone cowboy. They go in the kitchen. Mick's pissed off because Wally ate all the mayonnaise. Wally's just pissing everybody off. Because Mick is trying to make a sandwich for him and Axel. He brings his rat right in the kitchen, which is annoying, Ray. And I got to be, I'm on Ray's side on this one. Get that fucking rat out of the kitchen. It's grotesque. And it depends on how much of a part of the family it's been. Well, apparently a big part of the family yep. as we, when we get to the end. Uh, I think, I think, I, th- I think, I bet you in retrospect, knowing what would happen later, I bet you Ray regrets saying what he did. Well, I think he made up for it later. Okay, you're right. In his ill-fitting funeral suit. <laughs> he can't, Van Der Ralph can't, can't win with suits lately no, on this show, no. boy. And sometimes, yeah, he just, he's still, he's still got that kind of pastiness to him that I hadn't really noticed before. You can look, keep an eye on his pastometer. <laughs> the Ralph pastometer is, is a, it wanders into unhealthy levels this, <laughs> this season. You got to get a sound effect for the pastometer. And look, and as I said, I'm Canadian. I know pasty. <laughs> now there's another change axel's name isn't axel anymore axel's name is josh groban so fucking awesome i thought dude, that was very funny dude i was i laughed out loud more in this episode than any other episode i've ever watched wow yeah like i said there's little bits and pieces i like in this but overall it just doesn't work for me it's a xano fucking highlight reel too I, like He's, we haven't even got to him but this is i, I was so happy to see him uh a, a, a him focused episode again because even he had a bigger part in zari's but we haven't had a when was the last uh nate haywood focused episode mm, we had you know what i mean it's been a bit but I, that's one of the ones where I, oh boy not xano's performance but the Nate character in this one was really? nails on the chalkboard really? for I me. just, I'd see, he reminds me of my, my historian friends when they are excited about something. Um, it reminds me a bit of uh, Kelly. Like what do I told <laughs> our, our mutual friend, Kelly, when we go, when we went to uh, the, just before COVID hit, one of the last things I got to do with, uh, with big crowds was, was go to a, a comic book convention with Kelly. And we were first just kind of doing our own thing, like flipping through the boxes. But after a while, I would just want to, hang out with Kelly and see everyone that he'd pick up and he'd have a story for every one of those uh, uh, like covers that he'd just pick up random ones, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I got that real sense from Nathan here. He feels like a real historian here. He gets excited to talk about the history of rock and roll. I love that shit. Uh, he just and came I off. I also as... love the dig at ska because yeah. I, I love, I love, I like to say that I love all genres of music, but I've never been able to get into ska. Um, like, I thought uh, it was just... kind of low hanging fruit to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Yeah, well, that's right. But I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll never uh, fault anybody for taking a swing at ska. <laughs> <laughs> he, here's what Nate came off like to me in this mm-hmm. episode. Just, 
every white boy white boying it up about black culture it just well, yeah, but we're, we're talking me. about the biggest white boy me. but we're talking about the biggest white boy to, to go off to of black steal culture to ever, steal right? the culture yeah i get, oh, I yeah. get it and what are we gonna lie about it come <laughs> on like no no i think that was a perfect fit for that specifically and i think there's a lot yeah. of there was some like for again what was a campy as fuck episode um had some pretty good little uh subtle subtext that a lot of their shows do not go and then they can just hammer it hit you over the head with that shit sometimes but i thought this one well then since you brought that up let's just talk about this now because it was something that was all over the imdb and i didn't want to include it in the imdb curious because i try to make that a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. or just uh when serious subjects are coming up you know Unless someone's really being a, a, unless it's an LGBTQ thing where it's a BLT sandwich, you know, that kind of thing, that's funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. there was a lot of back and forth, both from both the liberal side and the conservative side. Interesting. Complaining complaining about the lack of racial content in this one with, with examples being like, oh yeah, like they would just accept that there's a biracial couple at their church dancing or Wally wouldn't be allowed to talk to the preacher that way. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was thinking about that too. Um, but I think like that was like, there was the thing when they, when they all just kind of looked at them and they recognized that uh, when they were in the back, they're like, what the, uh, there's three people who looked a little different and they were getting eyeballs. I think that was enough to plant the seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh enough so when we get to the end when they when she says something we might have different gods but blah 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 and like that was and, that, and that, then that's getting but we're also talking about rock and roll being the devil's music man. which is the dog whistle for black music that's yeah 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 or, or what yeah so so if he's if if he's making out with uh his his person of color girlfriend in a church that's as fucking that's fucking rock and roll man that's as rebellious as you know what i was like this is inappropriate what are you dancing in a church for like of course yeah yeah it is inappropriate it's inappropriate as fuck and these white kids doing this weird white version of the twist which doesn't exist yet by the way So, okay and, yeah no, yeah no you're gonna you're the guy at imdb who gets mad about the dance steps right yeah that's it baby <laughs> you may if they ain't mashed potatoing then get get this off my tv screen what's what's my name what, what what's like the, the guys <laughs> joe the joe the step i'm joe, joe the, the step i'm joe, joe the, the toe tapper i'm the joe the toe tapper <laughs> joe astaire joe astaire hey i like that one baby yeah so <laughs> let's get back to the show it's, yeah okay sorry man oh no no yeah um amaya and nate are trying to decide what anachronism to go take care of speaking of amaya and nate mm-hmm. uh and as we all know they like their kink and i'm not kink shaming their kink is fucking on missions because they do it yeah. all the time i like it they did it a lot last season the, in the abba episode that was a joke they were too busy fucking to, to miss their cue miss that number that will never never ever see maybe it'll be on bebo's christmas uh so. special mama boom, boom, it'll be like the it'll be like the jefferson starship part of the star wars christmas special <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that <laughs> so they're trying to pick which one's the most romantic mission to possibly go on. Mm-hmm. And everyone walks in at the exact same time, yelling to Gideon about what's going on. Because all of a sudden also Nate's hair goes all fucked up and flat. 
so fucking funny. What a good throwaway line, a throwaway gag, or just running joke for this episode. Because it's like Kramer with the low flow, uh, the low flow shower. Power head. Because it's so awesome. He uses the same pomade as Elvis. Like they, they still make that? They still oh, make Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, dude, I used to work in, um, I've told you this, I used to work at a, a country club. I did for a long time, a couple of different ones. And I remember occasionally I'd have to go down and help with, uh, hello, is Vesna in laundry? I'd get the call up in the in the bar tent, <laughs> uh, up, in the, up in the bar, right? I worked in food and beverage. I'd get the call from the woman, uh, the Eastern European. Hello, this is exactly how it went. Are you ready? Hello, is Vesna in laundry? I need boy for towels. And so I'd have to go down into the men's locker room and like kind of empty, bring uh, her towels to do laundry because she couldn't walk in there. It's Vesna. Um, uh, the, the side side plot uh, that would always be like, yeah, this is no big deal. I, like it wouldn't happen that often. It'd be far enough apart that uh, I'd, I'd always forget. Yeah, no, no big deal. I'll go and do it. Um, that I'd always forget that I'd occasionally turn around the corner and be like, old man balls right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, when I would go down there. Oh, Did they have pomade? Was there pomade on their Brill balls? cream. Yep. Like all this stuff that they've got all lined up there. It looks like it would have been, would have come straight from uh, 50s Memphis. <laughs> well, apparently both Elvis and Nate, they're Dapper Dan men. So uh... <laughs> yeah, a great, uh, like what a great, uh, as I said, another really good running gag that gets paid off beautifully at the end too. <laughs> <laughs> so Gideon tells them there's an anachronism in 1950s Memphis. Memphis became a ghost town. Everyone left. I just kept writing, did Memphis blow up? I think it blew up and everyone left or everyone got scared and left. And Elvis is the only survivor and he's in the nut house. He's the only one who hadn't left the building. How's that for irony? How is that for irony? <laughs> look, look, if it ever comes out that they, the writer's room did that on purpose to reference that I will forgive a bit more of this one. <laughs> like I said, everything about this is everything I love about legends. I like the silliness. I'd love it all mm -hmm. for whatever, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. this one doesn't click together for me, except for the parts that do. So, you know, and the, the mug shot, Elvis's mug shot. <laughs> that they show before they show the newspaper headline mm -hmm. is it, it, it's ridiculous was it are they trying to come down in the it. front and he's like and i'm like that, well that's yeah. not a police mug shot what the fuck yeah. that's a promo still what the sure. fuck is this but what, he has a famous mug shot though doesn't Elvis? he does i feel like they should have tried to recreate that somehow. well he was in the army when that happened so right. uh that would have been cool i see that thing at every there's a chain of hamburger uh places out here and they do the whole like put up memorabilia on the walls shit mm -hmm. that they all do mm -hmm. and but they do a lot of like comic book covers movie posters and famous mug shots and the famous elvis one shot. is in most of their most of their restaurants you know what's a wrestling shirt i've always wanted and i know you're gonna know this image in your head as what's soon it? as i say it it's booker t's mug shot oh yeah <laughs> he's got such a great just shit-eating grin I love the shit-eating grin is what's the best part about it though because that would be good on a t-shirt well that's just it you're like well, what's on your what's on your t-shirt that's a mugshot of an underage offender going to jail. Um, and normally that would be a horrible 
horrible yes. thing to do, but the gigantic shit eating grin yeah. on his face is what would save that. Yeah, for sure. I bet you I could get that made for you. Uh, thanks, pal. <laughs> I think that, that, that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> so I wonder what he'd think of it if you had that shirt and you asked for a picture with him. He'd laugh his ass off. I, I think. hope so. I hope so. He seems like a guy who doesn't, yeah, doesn't take himself too seriously. So while they're talking about Elvis, Mick, who is, although he's got the great emotional beats in this, who is, I don't know, ridiculously stupid in this one. He is like caveman level stupid in this one. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Mick, Mick Rory. He, yeah, like, yeah, I know, I know. But it's he, adorable. But he also is the most ranged on Purcell has shown in quite a while too. That's true. But when yeah. he starts talking, he doesn't give a shit about rock and roll. What he cares about is Peter uh, is the peanut butter and banana sandwich, the Elvis I love sandwich. It. It's great. That was a nice touch, man. <laughs> Again, this fits right in with like that kind of Abe Lincoln takes on the zombies uh, kind of bullshit. Yeah, but while we're talking about the sandwich, I just got, I got it. This grated on my nerves so mm -hmm. fucking bad. And you're going to laugh at me for it because it's such a minor, minor thing. Mm -hmm. But at one point when Mick is talking to Axel about he's got a sandwich for him, he says, Oh, here, Axel, I brought you a Sammy. I'm like, Sammy? Mm -hmm. Who says Sammy? Oh, really? Who says well, someone who loves someone who has a beloved pet, right? Well, you, you're saying he can't be cutesy-wootsy with his, with his beloved Axel, and it's just- But who calls a sandwich a Sammy? A lot of people do. But especially- I, I don't approve of it. I don't approve of it. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Especially <laughs> when you've got a, a cutesy-wootsy little guy named Axel who you want to be cute with. So I'm not gonna hurt. I'm not gonna hate on uh, on that line at all. Sammy, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's a bridge too far for me. Is the uh, fucking Sammy? There's right. like one kind of sandwich that I'll accept being called a Sammy, and that's an ice cream sandwich because right. they're marketed that way. You know, you okay. guys. <laughs> we all have our our little rules in our head to get sure. through life. All right. So Gideon tells them all that uh, Elvis at this time spent is a lot of his time at his uncle's church. So they're getting ready to go. And this is one of the parts I really did enjoy. And Sarah's like, okay, team, let's go. And they're all just waiting. And she's yeah, like, what? I, I like, come on, like do, do the thing. Do the thing yeah, you yeah. do. And she's like, sit on, your, sit on your Sunday best, we're going to church. And they're all like, yeah, I did it. That I like. That's the little yeah. fourth wall breaking shit that I enjoy. Mm. And at the church that is not segregated in 1950, uh, Mick apparently doesn't know what communion wafers are yeah that was pretty funny he's shoving them down his throat and he says that's not bread <laughs> oh god I, I got i got what we used to call is when you watch something that you it gives you the shivers that you how cringy it is to you we used to call it the douche chills yeah yeah it was like douche chills with that one that's not oh, come on well, what? <laughs> it's a maniac what oh what 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 gave you the chills from the, it? that's not bread line and the whole thing i'm like come on it's it's okay. too stupid it's too cringy i, I hate really? it really it. Uh, i thought it was fine it's just a good throwaway i don't know like they're all just like and, of, of water yeah. and he's this guy's still looking for something to eat he like that's his 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 plot thing is but he doesn't know what it is i mean how does the fuck do you not know what it is I mean, I know he's um, dumb, but 
just he's like oh he's got one track mind man <laughs> he's like he wants something it's the catholic in me it's the catholic in me buddy yeah. i guess like you don't i don't give a shit really i remember yeah. i i never actually took communion i just yeah. never wanted to participate and my little sister did once and i came back she came back and i said so what's it taste like and she goes styrofoam i'm like yeah. i'm out i'm never <laughs> again. i would have reacted like mick Oh. Yeah, but he didn't uh, so he hasn't had that he didn't have the, the experience the sister, he didn't have, yeah, maybe you know what you know what i think i think i just argued myself into like <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. so uncle lucius mm-hmm. is preaching hate he's preaching hatred and this is where i think a lot of people are saying they're dancing around it because he the hatred he's preaching is about the devil's music, which we all know is a dog whistle for black music, but it, they never really address that. I think it's a tightrope they want to walk, and I, I don't, I don't mind them walking the tightrope on the side of who cares about. Let's not get into the race stuff too much. This is a, this is a lark. We're having a lark on this episode, whether mm-hmm. or not I like it or not. You don't want to get too heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes they, they, when they try to get too heavy, they fall on their faces, and we've mm. talked about this. So I like the way that they, I think they handled it uh, with just enough uh, nuance yes. uh, to, to make me, uh, you know, uh, give a shit. Now, there are some more real-life people in this episode, but we are mm-hmm. not going to do Capone's on them because, A, Elvis's mom, I think, has one line. Right. B, if that's supposed to be Sam Phillips in the recording studio, they don't say so. All right. Okay. No, C, Elvis's uncle was a preacher that he was very close to. Mm-hmm. However, we're not going to do a Capone because his name was not Uncle Lucius. They changed ah. his name. <laughs> his real uncle's name was Gaines Manzel. So um, probably, I don't know, do they go... We're going to get sued by Elvis's, the estate of Elvis's uncle if we portray this guy this way. So uh, let's just change his name. Or the fact that Uncle Lucius just sounds more Southern, I think, maybe the right. idea. Right. And I like sounds more biblical, too. Kind of mm-hmm. makes him more of an archetype. <clears throat> but this actor, I, I, I looked him up as well. His name is Jeffrey Blake. Mm-hmm. He's been and he's been in a ton of stuff. He's one of, oh, those guys in modern uh, TV and movies. Mm-hmm. But through his whole filmography, there's one thing that really stood out to me, buddy, because you okay. you you have seen this gentleman, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Remember Jenny's abusive hippie boyfriend? Ha, that was him, man. That's him. Never that oh, son yeah. of a bitch. I'm sorry, baby. That son of a bitch, Johnson. <laughs> it's yeah. one of it's that's funny. <laughs> that's I can barely gorgeous. remember. I can barely remember. I remember she had an abusive boyfriend, but I can't really remember him standing out. But you say so. I just remember the line that he delivers yeah. with he, he delivers it chewing the scenery as much as he does in this episode. Yeah. In, yeah, the, yeah. in the middle of Forrest Gump. I just yeah, I thought he was out. pretty good. I thought he was pretty good in this. I thought his I felt like his accent kind of came and went a bit, but otherwise I thought he was he was pretty solid. And again, playing like a, a broad caricature. Very broad. For, for this, for this um for the all intents and purposes. Oh, I thought he was fine. I, yeah. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I, no, I have no problems with Uncle Lucius. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna chew that scenery as a, I think Southern he was better. Yeah, he was, he was better at the chewing than he was at the uh, subtleties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Elvis comes into the. He's gonna perform, and Nate's all, uh, "God, this part. Oh, I can't. This is unforgivable." 
Elvis is singing Onward Christian Soldiers. Mm-hmm. And Nate's all excited because he wants to see Elvis. He's like, what the fuck is this grandma music shit? I'm, I'm like, because <laughs> you, you're at church, stupid. Because then he, and they, oh, the, doing this, he starts like shaking his shoulders a little bit as Elvis is do, putting a little more soul into it. He's like, yeah, yeah that's it, Elvis. Put some I sauce on it. I love Put it. some sauce on Oh, I God. It. I want, if I had my TV brick really? right through the fucking you TV. You didn't care for that? Put no, some man, sauce on it. Yeah, but that's what Elvis was, man. That's the famous. That's the same as like, uh, as, as like, what's his face? They're using like, uh, like Forrest Gump again, like teaching him how to dance, right? Like it's the same thing. They're just using the same, like, this is what got him. Like they'd shoot him from the waist up, right? Like all the legends about it. So this fits, no, I, I mean, this I, fits all, fits in with all the, the, you know, the bullshit uh, mythos as to, you know, because part of rock and roll is kayfabe and the legends that come with it, right? So especially with this story, with this pulpy, again, as I say, Lincoln takes on the zombies. And right. Here's my, no, I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. My problem is, if I was sitting next to this, oh, I'm getting a happy birthday phone call from my dad here. So hold on a second. Okay. Hey, dad. Hey, dad. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Listen, can I call you back later? I'm in the middle of recording a show. Sure. All right, I'll give you a call when I'm done. Love you. Bye. That's awesome. That's All great. Right. Wow. <laughs> what is it? Like, uh, I was, I was going to wait until it breaks to uh, tell everybody that it's your birthday today. But are you yeah. going to leave that in or are we going to cut? Th- I think we got to leave it in. I guess we got to leave it in call for my dad. Big yeah. day. Like then we'll talk about it. it's Johnny's birthday. It's my birthday, everybody. And that was Johnny's dad. Like that's the first, I got to hear a bit of your dad there and we might as well do our plugs today right now too. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do the plugs now. Cause we're, cause we're doing a uh, mystery Titans theater again tonight. Um, so look for us on Twitch. We're going to find a show from, um, when uh, Johnny's uh, neck of the woods from when he was younger in Philadelphia in 84 we're doing it with again with our buddy Kelly we'll be live on Twitch Jarvis washing machine but what is also that is also another exciting part of the day so I got to got to hear your dad but I'm also going to get to meet one of your longtime friends uh, Joey uh, Wolfman is going to join us uh, like for those uh, old fans of, of Johnny and old fans of uh, Titans of Wrestling uh, know that this is a guy that you guys have talked about for a long time. So it's so cool that we're going to get to to meet him today to to celebrate Johnny's special day. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. In fact, that's why we're doing an NBGG. That's a no beer Gideon guys uh, today because right. we're it, recording yeah. early. This might be the first one. No, no, it's not okay. the first one. Okay. I mean, there's, for me, I'm saying I like I'm trying well, to for you. For, for me, there's been a handful yeah, of yeah, yeah. NBGGs. Yeah, the beer free. No beard, no beard, Gideon guys recording. Well, we, we can't it for pl- tonight. We can't plug a brewery in your fine, fine legends that's drinking right, glasses. Right. This episode. Oh, oh, don't you worry, I will return. Just, I, I am just as much of a constant guarantee as your unsophisticated palate. <laughs> Here's my problem with Nate. Here, okay, it's the line, it's the delivery. It's if I here's the if I was sitting next to this guy and he started to be like, yeah, come on, baby, put a little sauce on it. Like, okay, can we switch seats, please? I hate this guy. Yeah, I hate funny. him. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But I mean, Amaya but- is not impressed because that's one of the running jokes throughout this that I do enjoy is that mm-hmm. he's, he's trying to do this. So I get the whole geeky thing. We need to have our music moment. 
Mm-hmm. We need to find our music. He's trying to help her find her jam. And mm-hmm. she doesn't like rock and roll. And she keeps asking, so this is rock and roll? And I'm like, didn't you live in 2018 with him for six months? Mm-hmm. I think she already has been exposed to what know, rock and roll is. And yeah, yeah, they're still using a, like a it's, like it feels like this probably could have come in episode two as opposed to episode seventeen. You know what I mean? Of the season, I get it. Yeah, she should have like she I feel like she should have she would have adapted a bit more than this. But if they're going to use her still as this kind of fifties or pardon me, I guess it's thirties or forties. Is she from? She's originally? from the forties. Forties, right? If she if they're still going to go back to that fish out of water. A little bit. I, I was again. I'm willing to. I was okay with it. And then I'm. And then I'm also there. Like, well, you're. You live on the ship with Mick. I know he plays Black Sabbath all the time. It's been, it's been established. You've yeah. heard rock and roll before. <laughs> no, I get it. I know. I know. But they're just going again. This is so full of archetypes. This episode, and that's what. And that's when, for me, that's when comics is at its best. Is mm-hmm. when you're. Is when you're got. And this guy represents the the old conservative, and this guy represents the the somebody who who's uh, again like the historian who's who's keen to see these moments happen like that was, that was fine with it so he, but here's the result of him putting a little sauce on it travis <laughs> yeah is yeah. z's totem activates because mm-hmm. the tote that we've been hearing about the lost totem that's it it's on the guitar and uh it causes her to activate and she floats proving oh my goodness it is the devil's music yeah, and uh, which I thought was I like that. I thought yeah. that was kind of oh, cool. Oh man, yeah. See, this looked like an old like this felt like that scene should, could have been in black and white. You know what I mean? Like some or some some old fifties, like the aliens are taking over. The, like you'd see on mystery <laughs> or mystery science. It says I guess that means he's got to join the team, right? And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it for a up. three arc, a three arc angle of them. <laughs> Just a three episode um, arc, I mean, mm-hmm. where Elvis is on the team because we only have four episodes left of this season. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're headed mm-hmm. into the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elvis do you remember? is on the team briefly. Yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of strumming his guitar and, and, and like shit happens with the totem that he Yeah. And it would totally had. be like, do you remember uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious? They talked about how much he loved Elvis movies because mm-hmm. Elvis couldn't act. So they just we got to win this race. race. Elvis, we got to win this race. We got to win this race. Elvis, would you like some lemonade? Lemonade. Well, that cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> <laughs> even said, Danny even says, we'll get one of his shiny, shiny suits so he can be, be a superhero. Yeah. Great like, stuff. Oh, they should have done that. I would have. Yeah. I've been all aboard yeah, that. Yeah. This part I do like. They go, well, what do we do? And Wally just steals the fucking guitar. He's like, okay, problem solved, right? And they're all still annoyed with him mm-hmm. because Elvis still needs to succeed to save music. And they have this argument about this. Like, it's not really that important. And Nate makes the point if rock and roll didn't exist, you know, there yeah. were political re- revolutions. Yeah. Points to his that. hair. Just points to his hair. And like, guys, and his hair. come on. This is unacceptable. <laughs> So, well, what do we do? And this I love because there's so many times where you could use this plot device and they Mm -hmm. don't. They go, well, can't we just have Gideon make him another guitar? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we can. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. And they bring him back his guitar without the death totem. But Mm -hmm. but that's what is giving him his his musical powers. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they're giving it back to him, Nate's going on about Beale Street to Amaya, who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I oh, love the fact that he of, doesn't care. Reminds me of uh, Ryan Gosling trying to uh, pitch jazz to, in a La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> just not interested. So funny. 
but Elvis can't play. So Nate and Amaya come up to him. He's all upset. They, they say they're music managers. And Elvis explains that the reason he could play was because that the totem connected it to the, the spirit of his dead twin brother, Jesse. As we mm-hmm. all know, Elvis had a twin brother who died very young. Very young. Like I thought like right after birth. I thought it was right after birth too. Apparently yeah. in this universe, he died he, at, he, he, he died after being an extra on an early early episode of Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. Jesse. I I guess it's just his imagined version of him. I guess that's what we could go with there. That's what we were both, both Christine and I were talking about that. Like, wait, didn't he, didn't his kid brother die when he was a kid? And he's just mm-hmm. imagining him. All the-, so the ghost grew up apparently yeah. and became. But a- I heard, but I've heard, don't worry. I've heard, like I did a bit of research on this and they are going to go back and they're going to change the ghost to Hayden Christensen. So oh, there we go. Oh, well, so everything's going to make sense. Okay, now. good. Cause, cause the, I guess while this ghost is growing up, he was also in a, in a, an off, off, off Broadway version of Little Shop of Horrors is the dentist. Yeah, yeah, it did look does look like that. <laughs> so, but it was, it was that was pretty creepy. So we got a little bit of CGI, but then it kind of when it morphs into the um, ghosts. Gotta say, I like the ghosts. I like, I like the, the ghosts, ghost. but Jesse is awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's, just, it's so yeah, cringy. It's just cheesy. It's, it's just cheesy. But it feels like again for for what this pulpy silly ugh. and it's a and. Johnny, you know what? This show's pretty stupid. <laughs> you well, know, when, I know. You look at, when you take a step back and you look at what everything that's happening here, it's all kind of stupid. But so, the Jesse stuff I was kind of too far for me. Yeah, I don't know. I was into this being as stupid as possible today, I think. All right, so speaking of stupid, um, Nate calls the team on the Wave Rider to say, okay, the guitar's haunted. They're like, we know already because the mm-hmm. guitar because is the kicking their ass. I love it. I love it. They're so fighting... Fun. <laughs> they're fighting a guitar funny i love that i yeah. did love that yeah and uh wally pretending to have to struggle with this guitar was hilarious mm-hmm. at one point i stopped at one point i stopped hating this episode and just was laughing and then was yeah. laughing through the end i was like i can't hate it i can't hate yeah. it it's so stupid so yeah. maybe that's the point yeah. um so mick is all upset because he's up he's being upset about all the changes on the ship there's only three original team members, him, Sarah, and Ray. Mm-hmm. And uh, that becomes part of his character, you know, him, him hating all the change. Like the rotating, goes on, on the show. revolving door. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until this current season, that is still a theme. Oh, another new one? Jesus. Right. Um, so he's, got about to, he's about to get a lot more upset because this guitar comes flying in and whacks him right in the fucking dome. Pretty good. <laughs> It's like what happened? And a guitar hit me in the head. <laughs> but you know what else it did? It knocked over Axel's cage. Mm-hmm. And I think it killed that that rat. I think that's how Axel died. Right. I think I was that's... trying to figure out when we saw him later when they reveal him dead on the floor. It looked like he had like the crack overdose or heroin. <laughs> like it looked like that was like a pipe or something he had been hitting. He, he well, they, what the scene where at first it looks like he was in the sandwich Mick took a bite out of and Mick coughed him out of his mouth. No, no, there was no. I think yeah, no, I know what you mean. He saw him on the ground, but it looked like he yeah he might have coughed up the. It looked rat. like he coughed see, up the, way the, the rat. editing was. I can see how you might think that, but no, it looked like like he had some weird kind of glass pipe. He got to him. yeah he got into a test tube but oh, what i'm saying is um based on what we get at the end of this i think the animal 
the actual rat that they used to play Axel died. They only lived. The, right. And, and right. this is where he died. The stunt yeah. coordinator guys the, with that fucking guitar oh, whacked that cage yeah. and yeah. killed that animal. Straight up killed, killed a rat. Yep. <laughs> They got away with it with the Canadian version of the ASPCA because they did the, uh, the 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 death reel at the end. Like, look, it was an accident. We'll give yeah. him some credit. <laughs> and uh, so they do the whole Elvis has to record his first session bit, which I've seen before um, done in another way. I really enjoyed on Quantum Leap. The, yeah. the, the exact same thing on Quantum Leap. Have you uh, have you ever wa- have you watched? I think you should leave. Yeah. No, I haven't. Because uh, they, they really put, there's a, one of um, probably my daughter's favorite sketches because she sings it all the time. A really famous take on this, uh, you know, um, moment kind of thing. But it's done with a, a gospel singer who wants to start playing some of his own songs. And this other, his bassist can see that it's starting to work with the guys who are recording and are liking it. Uh, so he starts adding to it, like his own bits to the song where he's like, it's about, and that was the day the skeletons came to life. The bones are their money. Also the worms. <laughs> like what? Okay. Well, we were liking, like we were liking the other guys. song. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You got to look up. That's one of the best. Oh, dude, that whole series. Start, start. I definitely will. Yeah, I definitely will. So now this is what like, one of those things where you're like, well, that's convenient because first they think it's the music totem and they've, they've gone on for episodes about not even knowing that there's a lost totem. Mm-hmm. So they casually mentioned, yeah, I just gave Constantine a call. Says it's the death totem. <laughs> right. And then also when okay. they, they came and then when um, Amaya comes in, she's like, oh yeah, the death totem like this one. Oh yeah. This is the one that got killed all everything. Right, 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 right. That's why I, I call like, it the forgotten one. I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. And felt pretty weak storyline or story it, like long-term it was super storytelling. Weak. Yeah. It was it's super. Like, like, oh, right, right. Like why even say we don't know the name of it? She's like, we got to find the death totem. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like this they, is the one that's missing. Why it's say like they you wrote don't a, know what they, it is? Yeah, they wrote themselves into a corner. And they, oh, we got to explain that away real quick. How do we do that? Yeah, yeah. you can always the fallback. The fallback on all these shows for magic consulting is right. just gave Constantine a call. He says it's this. Yeah, yeah. They, I've seen it done before. Oh um, well. Well, no one's ever seen a performance like this before because they get Elvis the Death Totem guitar because Jesse agrees, and he cuts he cuts a record and Sam not Sam Phillips. Says, "Ooh, boy, that's a record!" And in a way that cracked me up. <laughs> they, I wish they would have that kind of done it like incorrectly, like and just kind of got some facts mixed up. And he's like, "Congratulations, boys! You've just recorded your first number one." <laughs> so as Amaya and Nate are talking about, she doesn't like rock and roll, and doesn't by the end either. I like that too. Like the whole like, yeah, I don't dig it. You know, it's not for me, but I love you, honey. Uh, mm-hmm. She mentions that they binged all of Friends in one week. Mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't get I didn't get into it. Of course, on the IMDb, someone pointed out how impossible that is. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but Uncle Lucia shows up, takes the record, and has them all arrested because he has that kind of power. Yeah, well, I think it's small town, uh, Memphis, and like maybe he's like. Memphis you isn't know. a small well, town. No, not a small town, but you know what I mean? Like in like maybe like uh, the clergy have, uh, have uh, ends with the local uh, county sheriffs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I can, I can yeah, see that. Well, I, I, no, because I have family that lives in the South and that's not a thing. <laughs> okay. For the sake of 
Abe Lincoln versus the zombies. zombies. It's it's Abe Lincoln, uh, vampire hunter, vampire killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says, Uncle Lucius does get behind me, Satan, just so naked. Go great white stripes album. Did he say that? I missed it. Hilarious, hilarious. And um, I think no, no. There was another. There was another throwaway line that was so like overt. It's like, we'll see how you rock in the the jailhouse. See how you're rocking in there. Like how you rock in the jailhouse. That (laughs) made me like laugh out loud. Because while they're in jails, while they're in jail, Elvis is trying to uh, come up with a song called Jailhouse Blues while Nate pep pep talks him, and um. And of course, someone has to point out that Elvis didn't write any of his own songs. And that was, that that, that to me, I was like, okay, that's too pedantic, even for me. Uh, (laughs) But while he's rightfully saying, why don't I just go steal the record and bring it to the radio station? Because it has to be played. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, we have to do this carefully and find out what people are feeling. Okay, I guess so. But at the end result was he did exactly that. Can I... Can I run this to the fucking radio station now that I've had my moment with Uncle Lucius here? Yeah, and that and that moment sucked, but and that was just way too. Oh, all right, I'll come around. But a person of color, who's <laughs> mm-hmm. walked into it. It was a little too cutesy wootsy and made it work a little too easily. But um, for for I liked their arc. I liked Zari or I liked their their subplot. Yes. Um, and I think it established what they needed to do with the two of them by she's the one. Okay, I'm giving you advice. It has to be like a scalpel. It can't just be in and out kind of thing. And that mm-hmm. so he's learning about what it's like to be on the team. And she's you know uh, she's got more of a role on the team as like a leader now. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like what they're getting to with because it's the question with anything with uh, super speedsters, you know. You, you gotta explain it away somehow. Couldn't you? Know, right. Did he, right. Just, and and they had everything? to explain away. They had to explain away um, uh, Nate stealing or turning into steel as well. Yeah, that right? as well. Yeah. yeah. The, which is also apparently because um, they did, super expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's not expensive? This break we're gonna take, and we'll be right back. State purpose of visit. Well, our tractor's gonna kick the bucket this year. Searching internet for new bucket. I don't need a bucket. Provide bucket color preference. Red, yellow, lavender, taupe, magenta. Oh, wait, they are out of magenta. Robots don't know you, we do. I can do a quote on a new one. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need starts with a conversation. It's your future, let's protect it. White, hmm? Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And, you know, Travis, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward uh, to, to doing Mystery Titans Theater tonight. Yeah. And right now, I am DB Curious. edition <laughs> first under trivia all right the title of the episode is a nod to the hymn of the same name mm-hmm. which elvis sings to put the dead to rest oh, come on come on give me a break <laughs> that's not oh whoa do you think dive. i made that up deep Look dive it up. deep dive. okay good yeah no somebody how many how much what's our number on that one 19 of 20 found that interesting hmm. wow that's 
somebody's sticking together there anyways mm-hmm. we're gonna skip this one because i already talked about the friends thing but mm-hmm. th- people put goofs under trivia all the time that their right. idea of what trivia is is pointing out a mistake and i'm like <sighs> it really annoys me but these reviews don't annoy me we got seven out of ten from our friend imac uh, mm-hmm. who we uh we've read uh, recently uh, hodgepodge ep saved by mick and axel and he's had a lot to say but uh, he did have this one uh one nitpick uh um, if ray had been truly sincere he would have worn black at the funeral but props to him for his kind remembrance of his <laughs> first meeting with the deceased yeah but also like it, it feels i thought he just like oh this is what i still have left over from the sunday best church or, exactly or gear that i had to wear yeah <laughs> nine out of nine found that helpful hilarious um tim delissa 26 i am a oh no i'm gonna save that one for uh, last this was uh from garabedian was this up and he gave it a 10 out of 10 Mm-hmm. And he said, "Was this episode really a ten? No, but it was the best episode since this season started. I laughed, I cried a little. I enjoyed this episode, even though there was no explanation for how the anachronism actually happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing caused it, and nothing ended it. But without poking holes, it was a fun episode. But really, this has got to be the last season. No rip and no firestorm. Plus, this lousy writing equals cancel." weird that was a, quite a journey that guy it's quite a journey mm-hmm. five out of nine yeah uh, just because that's confusing mixed messages bro yeah but i agree with some of the things you say in there for sure i i like dude i had tears in my eyes in parts of this uh, oh, episode as did i yeah. as did i during the funeral my friend um <laughs> from tindalissa i was thinking maybe this was me I am a tremendous fan of Legends of Tomorrow. Love the cast, the stories, the vibe. Hashtag Avalanche is very nearly an addiction for me. And season three is the beginning of their love story. But this episode is probably the worst. I can't remember a story this cringy and the first season was bad. Hmm. This is the first time I've seen it since originally aired and it was bad as I remembered. Zero out of one found that helpful. Maybe that was me. Yeah. Yeah, stick in the mud, lady. <laughs> I need to look her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, single? We have something in common. <laughs> Good icebreaker. Mm-hmm. So back to the episode. Mick, again, he's choking on a sandwich because he found dead overdosed Axel. <laughs> Just like his namesake, he dies eventually on the, yeah, on the floor with... That. <laughs> with a test I mean, tube. You could have, like Elvis was was wasn't looking so good in his later years. Mm-hmm. Axel these days. Yeah, I remember uh, Patton Oswald did a bit about when he made uh, his return. Uh, it came right when they surprised there was a surprise appearance by Guns N' Roses on the MTV Awards, but he was kind of out of shape and he kind of did his running out and he's uh-huh. like, <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> 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 So Ray decides that the three original members need to acknowledge their losses. Mm-hmm. And he does it through a funeral for Axel. That's adorable. This I love. This is the part of the episode that, like I said, is one of my favorite things. And I've juxtaposed ever with what was going on in the main plot. It was, it was like it had really hit that right note, man. I thought this was a really nice balance. They mourn. They drink. 
that if you if you noticed the music in the background is a very slow mournful version of the legends of tomorrow theme song <laughs> that's fine. That's lovely touch it's a it's a nice tip of the hat to the old cast another old cast mates i thought i really loved it it really kind of got to me and ray's like and now we will all sing sweet child of mine and then sarah's like oh, no no I'll just, oh I'll no again laugh out loud so <laughs> funny man and sweet child of mine, by the way uh one of the best love songs ever written i love that song i remember my cousin who didn't like guns and roses she asked me when that came out she's like did they write this because it's mm-hmm. good and i was like yeah. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful yeah it's such a beautiful song but mick starts crying which i i love that you know you know he's letting his emotions out a little bit about his pet rat that he loves and ray gave it to him it was a it was a christmas present so wally and z yeah they talk to the uncle and he changes his mind. Here's how he gets him to change his mind. He says that he gets past the race stuff with religion. Because he says your, your nephew's music music will touch a lot of young souls. Yep. Because Wally is a spiritual person. That's yep. an established part of his character. He's a spiritual person. And that's mm-hmm. what works. And uh, which then all leads into Z saying the very much after school special you and i may have different names for god but we're right. all on the same yeah yeah, yeah okay and so what yeah okay, but this is an after school special type story <laughs> so it really I, is now it yeah, really yeah. is no, yeah. I, yeah, I, I need to yell at myself the thing i usually yell hey it's for kids stupid yeah, yeah. but and then then while he runs the the record right to the radio station they turn on the radio and he's like that was fast <laughs> How'd that happen? Doesn't yeah. matter because my nephew's on the radio and he's changed his mind. Oh, and I was totally touched by that. I thought that was really sweet. Oh, I loved I I liked it too, because that's a yeah. totally real reaction. Mm-hmm. The kids are twisting, as they say. Yeah. In, in, a, in a version that I wrote down here was the whitest white that ever whited. It's of course. Oh, probably awful. dead on, probably what it would look like. Mm. So, but what's going on is because the recording is the death totem and now it's being broadcast all over memphis and it's raising the dead genius genius especially in the cemetery by the church i love it i love it and this looks like this is what i was going to ask you is this probably the closest i'll ever get to being at a grateful dead concert (laughs) seeing these guys standing out there listening to the music grateful dead i assume this is what it's like Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could go on for an hour about how where the name comes from and the old English mythology that yeah. is related to ghosts, but yeah. I'll save it for another day. Okay, because uh, that'll be another ten minutes of the show, and we yeah. we were almost done. Um, but what it got? What I was wondering is, so apparently these souls haven't gone to heaven yet, and they're buried in the church um, graveyard. So I'm like, these churchgoers must have been some some sinning motherfuckers in their or, private time, <laughs> or just never never confessed by the end. <laughs> or whatever the rules are, stuck in, stuck in limbo kind of thing. <laughs> they're stuck in the ground, baby, mm-hmm. right outside mm-hmm. there, right outside that church. So mm-hmm. Z opens the door, immediately sees the scary ghost, and looks straight down the barrel and is like, "Hey, how about those hymns?" Which I thought was a cute <laughs> cut to commercial. Really funny. She figures out this is what happened. This is how Memphis blows up. So we come to the Wave Rider, and Mick is going to cremate Axel. He's about to say goodbye to him. And as silly as it is, with like, I'm going to burn you with my heat gun, I'm like, it's sort of touching. It That's is. How he, yeah, it's adorable. It's very touching. Yeah. 
but the box starts shaking because Axel's ghost comes out now too. So we have animal ghosts mm-hmm. as well. And for some reason, this animal ghost can grow real it got really big. big for a second there. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. None at all. Because he didn't get so big bonkers. again, did he? He no. didn't get big again. Yeah. No, he grows real big, runs away. And the next time you see him, he's regular sized rat ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was just a way to get them to back off a bit so he could run away. Uh, <laughs> but he could have just had him scurry away. Or if they needed something to make them back off, maybe create an earlier thing that he has been eating those sandwiches with um uh uh mick in the past um and he's got the farts he already he he got into ray's equipment and he embiggens like his like ray's handed in that episode that we'll never see again Um, (laughs) and when he finds uh, a ghost axel he's trying to feed him a sandwich because he's a fucking idiot travis he's like what's the matter what's wrong is he's not eating the sandwich and i wanted ghost axel to look up to him Ghosts can't eat you, fat drunk. What the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. But he'd and, sound like, but he'd sound like uh, Captain Cold when he did it too. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It would weak. They get Wentworth Miller to, to just yeah. phone a line in. <laughs> now, can somebody get me a goddamn piece of cheese? <laughs> so, in the jail, the sheriff comes running in. And they're like, let us out, let us out. Let me in. Whackity schmackity do. I love it, dude. This is totally like fucking uh, uh, like it's three stooges at this point. So I was thinking of Don Knotts movies, like the ghost and Mr. Chicken. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Really so funny. They get to the church and Elvis isn't scared because he just says, the dead just want to be acknowledged. I was like, yeah, you said it, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said it, brother. That's what I mean. I knew it would get to that somehow. <laughs> Actually, the dead didn't give a shit about being acknowledged. Yeah. Dead fans want the dead acknowledged. Yeah. Um, so a ghost comes right up and he strums away a ghost because Elvis is a totem bearer. And with his music, he could send these lost souls to the afterlife and send them to heaven. That's, that's his superpower here. And while this is going on, though, Wally and Z are sending ghosts to heaven, too with super Mm -hmm. speed and wind, I guess, inside the church fighting ghosts. And they do the whole Pac-Man callback here. And uh, they team up. Yeah, Yeah. which I, at first I hated it because I I didn't realize that it was the callback specifically to Pac-Man. They just started talking Mm -hmm. about video games again. And then when I realized, oh, ghosts. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's- And they had said, yeah, and they had said earlier, that's where you got to stay away from the fruit. I don't know. I think that's a good strategy, actually. And I think about it. So Elvis comes in and he's like, this is all your fault, boy. He's like, oh God, I can save the day with the power of music. (laughs) And he gets up there and he invites all the dead into the church. Come on, you're all welcome here. And he sings amazing grace. Yeah. And and Amaya says, I know this one. And And that got me. That was sweet For, for, for someone who does like, Again, we're, she's supposed to know more, but we've created this for this story today. In today's episode, she's someone who doesn't know much about rock and roll, but she knows this song and kind of leans into him. I am more into here's my I know it'll get bigger and better, but Avalanche uh, hasn't really clicked for me yet. I am loving their relationship now between Nate and Amaya. I think well, it's what, so yeah. good in this episode. Well, you've had this, uh, they've had two years to build. We're watching yeah. Nate and Amaya two years yeah. and yeah not giving anything anything away 
towards the end of it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I assume as much, but it's, it, it's, it, it was really wonderful and touching today throughout, and especially the stuff with her at the end when he's got the at the end when on. she tells him she, she puts the Zambezi music on, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's great." She's now you know how I feel about rock and roll, and he's like, mm-hmm. "What?" And she tells him that she loves it, but he didn't hear her say, "Yeah, yeah," that she loved so him. And good. they do have the doomed romance, so yeah, that's so very, good. That's that, that is good stuff. Um, so then they start dancing in the church, and we know how what these two like to do. I was like, "What's next?" Oh, these two are gonna start fucking on a pew. <laughs> oh, they're gonna <laughs> completely. They're gonna be grinding at it. You're gonna be, as I said last evening, you're gonna be guts deep. Anytime I can gracious. get that in, your reaction to that last week made me laugh so fucking hard. Impulsive. <laughs> um, so, and there's. I always love these extras. What I don't love, though, Jesse appears in the church and Elvis tells his brother to go to heaven and says, thank you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> Be awesome. No, uh, man, I, I love uh, the, even the, the, the shitty stuff because of, because it was so committed to being camp and silly and whatever. I like the stupid stuff for the most part. <laughs> because Elvis has to become both to be, be Elvis, but he doesn't mm-hmm. need the death totem anymore and he gives it to Nate. Mm-hmm. But before that happens, while Elvis is singing in there, I love this extra because there's a, like a three girl choir singing. Mm-hmm. They come up to join them. That's yeah. Awesome. And no, and there's three girls up there and two of them are kind of just swaying back and forth and singing. And there's one who's making, there's an extra, a background extra who's making a choice. Yeah. She is like lip syncing clearly, but like wailing it and feeling the power in a way that gave me joy i love seeing a background extra just make a choice like that because that was not direction hilarious hilarious (laughs) so we have the wind-up scene and we have the nice little speech about where elvis kind of uh nate has to not tell him that he's going to die knowing that what's going to happen to him and they talk about music a little bit um they do the wind-up scene where they all walk in and everyone gets a wacky line as the camera spins around the room and Ray introduces that he's got lock boxes for the totems. Mm-hmm. And uh, first I was like, oh, this is 2018. So no, 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 they're not doing a Will Ferrell uh, <laughs> lock boxes, Al Gore uh, joke. This is the first thing I thought of. That's I some SNL shit, dude. That. I know how you oh, feel about it? SNL. Um, Amaya's like trying to, I, don't, I don't remember that one. It was during the Bush Gore. So it's, it's 2000. Okay during bush gore where right. al gore was talking about lock boxes i can't remember the the details but okay everyone just was spoofing the way he said well, i was boxes. watching back then but i can't remember it okay yeah. so is trying to create a playlist by looking at what nate's like and she finds the smiths and morrissey's now, now i really fucking hate nate in this episode. Uh-huh. i can't believe he starts getting into morrissey's uh like later years man that's when that's when he starts stinking like if you're <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna like or any, or, well no he had some good solo stuff but he's just a he's just a shithead now he's oh he's a, a shithead now but i've never liked any of that music i know you don't all. but but you can't deny the the influence like I, same thing with like i'm never gonna like the grateful dead but i you can't deny their influence mm. same thing I just knew too many people I disliked and every girl I liked in high school listened to it too. So yeah, that was I, like, I had to listen I to a lot of music I did not care for. Um, but we cut to the death totem. They have their lovely little scene. We already talked about that. They, and it's going to break out of that fucking box. That lockbox is not good, Raymond Palmer. And then as we wrap up mm-hmm. and we wrap up this episode, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. 
I'd like to thank our friends over at Bebo's Legends Podcast and at Legends Clips whenever they get out of Twitter jail, but follow them on YouTube. Um, House of Danvers Podcast, uh, that's the Supergirl Podcast. Give them a chance, check it out. Um, Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in on my birthday and please check us out. Um, Obviously not tonight, but when it's on YouTube, um, the Mystery Titans Theater, and follow Mm -hmm. Travis at Jarvis Washing Machine on YouTube. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Yeah, listen to the other POM podcasts. Uh, yes, the other podcasts on the POM podcast network. Mm-hmm. And then we get our post credit scene. It's a rest in peace scene, just like okay. at the I, I, I thought you were going to, because I wanted to talk about that last. Uh, that was so funny. This is so funny. But I, but I wanted to talk okay, about go, go, like, briefly go that we get that quick little, that the, uh, the, the kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark, or no, no, our last kind of cliffhanger thing is the. Uh, the box, the, uh, lock box kind of shakes a bit. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, a, a, a green and totally, totally fit. Because sometimes when they'll throw a cliffhanger in, it'll be something that has nothing to do. Like it'll be like Rip finding Kid Flash that had nothing <laughs> to do with the rest of the episode. But the, the way this one fits, that's a perfect little exclamation point or period at the end of this thing to have with all these spooky ghosts and stuff to have a which, lock box kind of shake. Which, you know? Yeah, which will lead to our next episode, which I'll tease the title for you: Necromancing the Stone. <laughs> yeah. It's, but rest in peace, Axel. They do a full yeah, hilarious, like um, like at the Oscars, the death reel. The Oscars, the, I always just call it the death reel. Again, uh, laugh out loud. <laughs> I was dying. The slow motion of him uh, chasing Ray, yeah. and all I wanted was a credit at the bottom of it that said, "Rest in peace, Axel." Died when his cage was hit by a guitar <laughs> on a string. Yeah. Thank you all. Good night. Travis, I'll talk to you next time. I'll talk to you later, but from all the from us here at Gideon guys, happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Johnny. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.